Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Well, hey. look who it is! <laughs> Hi! Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, shalom aleichem! He's ready this time. He's I ready am, this time. Oh, I am officially ready. I got a little white. It's a oh, little pour cold. me a little. I got oh, a little cold some... white today, too. It's a little cold duck. I'm really liking the new hairstyle, I have to say. Thank you. I'm drinking this duck horn, man. Do you like duck horn? Uh, no, I, I, I don't know what that is. What is that, Chardonnay? I don't fuck with Chardonnay. No, it's a Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, a Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, I like a nice Sancerre, which I believe is a Sauvignon Blanc grape. I don't even, I think. Okay. How are you, man? What's going I'm great. on? Hair, this hairstyle is really working for me. I, I like that you like it. I love Although I'm going to have to change the uh, avatar I made for you because he doesn't have this hairstyle. I know. And the beards that they have for avatars on the Apple iPhone isn't necessarily the dopest beard. They're not really that good looking. Oh, Dan's Agreed. nodding because I Dan totally is a agree. fellow beard agree, owner. Right? Knows. Yeah. They, don't rep- they don't represent correctly. It's like, eh. Yeah, no, they don't. And also, I just started following Joelle on uh, Instagram. <laughs> oh, really? We've been having she, a lot I of follow her. She's got, so, she's got some spicy pictures. Oh, don't tell oh, the really? people. Mom, Holy stop God. listening to the podcast <laughs> right oh, now. Joelle, are you, like, provocative? <laughs> Joelle, a jo- no, Joelle knows how to find the right colors that I suit know. her selfies. You know what I mean? And then she finds the right poses. I that followed suit Joelle her, on Twitter. Uh, she, I'm oh, yeah? learning a lot. I'm learning a lot about so Joelle. By Joelle and I, I started following Joelle because Bobby Moynihan yesterday hit me up uh, with something. And first of all, Joelle, if we do do this Star Wars podcast, he should be one of the hosts with us because he's his knowledge of 
Star Wars is amazing. Anyway, yes. My point is, <laughs> you know who else? You know who? You know who else could be on it? As I as I understand it, Patton Oswalt is also on the level of you guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Team um, made. We could make a we could make a really dope team, and it would be it would be a dope podcast because we'd have legit people who are legitimately into the show. Anyway, mm. into the movie, into the universe. Anyway. So uh, Bobby Moynihan sends me a picture, and it's got all of these pilots in it, like Luke Skywalker, Harrison Dula. Yeah, Lando's on there, Chewie. Lando, Chewbacca. I'm going to look at it real quick. Uh, <laughs> some of these people, I'm like, who cares? But Poe Dameron, uh, Bodie from uh, Rogue One, Porkins. The, the, list is, the list is pretty good. And, it's, and Wedge Antilles, Han Solo. Uh, and, and and the list is choose your squadron, but you can only fit, pick four characters. And this was the hardest thing I'd ever had to do. <laughs> and then I hit up I hit up uh, Joel, and I'm like, Joel, four characters. That's all you can choose. And she throws them out so easily. She's first like, oh wow, this is hard. And then she's like, who did you say? Hera, Wedge. Yeah, uh, Luke. No, you didn't say Luke. You said you didn't want to pick. I thought initially. Wait, no, you're right. I didn't say Luke. I don't remember. I was gonna, but I did say Anakin because I like Anakin and he's a great fighter. He was the he's, best pilot the in the galaxy. Pilot. Period. So it just it made sense that Anakin. He's not even on the list, but he should have been because that's who I would have picked. My point is, this is a hard. This was this was one of the hardest choices I ever had to make when it came to Star Wars. And Bobby Moynihan, uh, his at is on Instagram is Bibby Moynihan. And I, I chose Lando, Wedge, Luke Skywalker, and I said Han Solo and Chewbacca are a uh, combination. But then I was like, yo, you know what? I'm going to take those two off and put Harrison Dula. Mm. So that was a quick teaser for you guys who are interested in a Star Wars podcast <laughs> that will soon be coming to you. From my Although heart. This is not. This is not said podcast. This is it's a podcast not. about fake doctors who are actually real friends. Yeah, but I just wanted to throw that out there real quick because as a friend, a I know you, you know how me. important Star Wars is to me. And if I have some Star Wars uh, trivia or knowledge or a puzzle that you would always allow me to talk Star Wars because you know yeah. how it's important to me. It is. It is very important to my friend and I love you very much. Welcome all of our listeners. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your amazing feedback on our on our Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Donald and I love hearing from you guys and love hearing what you have to say. I saw I saw someone today regarding um, uh, uh, Tuesday's show sent. Oh, my God, this podcast is getting dirty. Because we got into both, we got into the WAP video analysis. We got into manscaping. So um, hopefully we didn't upset too many. I think I should clear but... something up too, though. I think I should, I did not take my junk out at the club. <laughs> just your pubes. I just showed the pubes. Okay, I didn't. I didn't. Just when to I, be clear, when I when I heard the story, I didn't remember the story. But when I heard it, I just assumed you you didn't you came down to just above the eel. Yeah, right before the black whale makes would make an appearance. Right. We cut it there. Yeah, just you just to... brought it down to show what was happening. But, you know, I think it's important. I felt like we did an important public service announcement because I feel like there's people out there 
who uh, who don't know, and they need they need someone to tell them, and that's why we're here as fake doctors' real friends. Yeah, we also st- created a new segment called "Let's Fix Your Life." Yeah, that was and, fun. Uh, I think that's going to go well today, Joelle. We're going to do that again with today's caller. Okay, great. I will give them a heads up. And yeah, give them also, a heads up. Well, just a quick heads up for you guys. We have Shay Serrano on oh, the podcast wow. today. Wow, really, the best guest we ever had. We're really excited about it. Donald, so is your without... design? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Let me just ask one go more ahead, question. Is your sweatshirt designed to look like it has stains on it? Yeah, it's tie dye. It's a gray and white tie dye. Oh, it's a sweatshirt. gray and white tie dye. Over the zoom, it looks like it was artistically designed to look stained. Oh, well, no. And I thought it was a nice choice. <laughs> I thought it was well, handsome. It's by Nike. Oh, oh. Do you like Nike? <laughs> you know I love Nike. Look at these bad boys I just got. Fire. Ooh. Wow, those are fire. Ooh. Those are mega fire. Wow, those one are thing dope, I don't, dude. One thing I don't recommend doing, you guys, is putting wow. your credit card information into the Nike app. Because <laughs> they, the second you do that, and I, I did that with a few drinks in me, you then don't really ever think like you're really buying anything. It knows your size and it has your credit card info. So you could be like up late. It's like when you go to Vegas. Exactly. Yeah. It just you know your what money. I mean? When you go to Vegas and right. And those chips look like they're little candy and you just <laughs> toss them on the table. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you don't have a home anymore. Just putting it out there. Anyway, Shay Serrano yeah. is with us today. Yes, very So without exciting. further ado, we should get into the show with a little bit of a five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses in a Canada who love to hate. I said, here's a story. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up thunderous for Shay Serrano! Turn your key, Donald, for, for thunderous applause for Shay, please. He turned, sir. <laughs> Shay, we've, had a, lot of, on, we've had a lot of people on this podcast since we had you, and I think you're by far everyone's favorite guest. <laughs> I'm, I'm, probably, I'm a solid 15th place finisher. I know yeah. people love you, dude. You're, you're, you're Don- when we hung up with you, Donald was like, "Oh my god, he's like, he was perfect. He was such a good guest." Oh, uh, you know, that's because we talked about fucking basketball for thirty minutes, and it's back. Holy and, shit! And, and, it's, and back. it's back. We finally got back together. Oh my gosh! I'm did you watch Dame? Right did now. you watch Dame? That's I was about to ask you that right just now, <laughs> dude. Dame Dollar, Dame Time. Let's go. Listen, what a fucking champion, dude. He's playing like one right now. That whole team looks good. Him, Nurchik, freaking uh, uh, CJ. Mello, uh, CJ. Oh, Melo has been great. Yeah. The Mello's crazy thing great. is CJ got a broken back, and he's destroying right now. I don't understand. I don't understand. I was going to ask you all that because you all are doctors, yeah. how you can break your back and get better at basketball. <laughs> right. He's doing a little too much dribbling for me. He's doing a little too much James Harden on the, on the, yeah, yeah. when he gets well, the ball. Well, you got to dribble, Donald. If you, when you walk, when you move, you got to dribble. <laughs> no, no doubt. And if no you doubt. don't, you get, you get what's called traveling, and the referee goes like this. Right, no doubt. But he's dribbling at a point where it makes the offense kind of just stand still and watch. 
and sometimes he makes it. Like the 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 beautiful thing about Portland, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I am not a Trailblazers fan, but I am a uh-huh. Mello, I am a Dame, I am a CJ, and I am you're, a Nurkic. That's a, you're a Blazers fan because that's the starting lineup. Right. Or with let, me ask, off right. The bench. let me ask you guys. <laughs> Hold something. up. Let me finish. Hold on. Let me finish. <laughs> the, thing, the thing about that is though, they're a great one-on-one team. One-on-one, mm-hmm. each one of those guys will give you the business. Yeah. It's amazing to me that their team ball is in such is in such good shape right now. Like, you know what I mean? Uh mm-hmm. Melo has saved them several times, and it's the same play. It's the same yeah, yeah. play from the top to the corner. Splash three. Same it. time. I love it. I love Dame it. Dame time. Dame time from half court. Dame time. <laughs> anyway, now, let me sorry. ask you guys something because I I was uh, I saw some of this some of this basketball on uh, on TV and I I was just taking in the whole thing with the fans you know the projected fans you can like buy you can spend money and be a, a fake fan in the in stands right not a fake fan uh, you don't even have to pay for it you just uh, apply it's like uh you know fill out a little form and then they pick you out of that. Oh, I want to do that. Donald, we should do that. You could 100% make that happen. Yeah, let's make that I happen. I want to make that happen. And um and so I was and I wanted to know as hardcore basketball fans like you guys if if you know, obviously it's weird, you, you know, this whole bubble thing, but if if you were still if you thought the games were noticeably different, are the scores higher or lower? Like what are what are what's different without the fans? Shay, you want to take this? The presentation for the games has been outstanding. It does not it does not feel any different to me. If anything, everything feels a little more heightened because you know they're all stuck there. Like, I don't know if you play like AAU basketball or like any sort of tournament basketball when you show up at one location and all of the teams are there just sort of wandering around and it becomes like, like a very tribal sort of experience. You're like with your team and only your, your team and like we're enemies with those. It's been, it's been so much fun to watch. I've been really, really impressed. Yeah, not only that, what I really enjoy is that there's no such thing as home court advantage now. Yeah, and that's so, crazy. Right? I love that. I love the fact that everybody's playing on neutral ground. So So what sorry, again, I'm 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 the voice of people that don't follow sports at all. So a mm-hmm. team with a with a diehard fan base would genuinely have a, a an advantage, right? Because they're Absolutely. Going crazy. they're loud. They're loud. They're rooting you on. And so you're feeling that energy while you're playing. Like, I remember I played in this thing called the, I talk about this all the time. I played in this thing called the NBA Entertainment League. And we made it to the conference finals one year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a neutral. It, it was pretty much played on the same court. And the only time you would have, you know, fans there was when you bought your family. So if I bought my girlfriend at the time, she would be cheering for me. Mm-hmm. So in the conference finals, we played up. We played against Jamie Foxx's team, right? Okay. And Jamie, being the genius that he is, he was like, "Let's pack the stands with <laughs> nothing but our friends." <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I and we it. were, and so you know, it's a. It seems like it's a regular game. I look up into the stands. I'm like, "Wow, it's it's packed in here today." But that's normal. You know, it's two high-profile teams in the league playing against each other where, mm-hmm. you know, my team had a bunch of celebrities on it. Jamie Foxx was on the other team. You know what I mean? And so it was like, okay, I get it. People want to see us ball. And we come out and we're doing warm-ups and everything like that. And then the game starts. <laughs> and it's clear that everybody's there for Jamie's team. <laughs> like so everybody's smart. so there. smart. <laughs> and so the first couple of plays, I come down, I pop a three, 
right? The next play, I come down, I pop another three, and everybody in the crowd's like, oh, it's kind of silent. And I'm screaming at my team, let's go! And then Jamie's team starts to score, and they're freaking cheering for them. And then they're yeah, chanting, yeah. here we go, Spurs! Let's go, Spurs! <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and I look up, and there toast. was a girl that... Toast. I knew we were toast because I looked up into the stands and there was a girl that I used to date and she was in the stands rooting for Jamie Foxx's team. And when she saw me look at her, I looked at her like, what the fuck are you doing? She shrugged like, sorry. This is excellent. One of my one of my favorite things about uh, anytime you talk to somebody about basketball who plays basketball and inevitably they will tell you a story about a game they played it. Uh, as soon as they start talking, they do what Donald just did with the with the sh- like he mimics the dribbling they start doing this sh- <laughs> every time it's my favorite thing to look like. <laughs> the, 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 it's, it's the shoulder shake the, yeah everybody got a little bit of dream in them everybody got a little akeem to dream in them that's how you know the story's about to get good when they do that move right there oh are they sure, uh, are they photograph <laughs> are they filming the games any differently i thought bill lawrence said something to me about like they're doing some like experimental cinema way of shooting it to make it more exciting or am i wrong they, well, they yeah, they, a, go ahead. They, brought, they brought back this this camera view that they had at the All Star Game about fifteen or eighteen years ago, where it's like basically court level and it moves back and forth, and you can like watch right. it that way. Uh, so they right. show that one every once in a while, but generally it all looks the same. It feels the same. It's really really well done. Well, so this sport, well as far as team sports, it seems like am I right that the NBA has handled this the best? As no far question. as COVID goes, absolutely. Baseball yeah. shut down fucking two days in or whatever. They're like, right. oh, turns out this is a bad idea. Let's 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 be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, the NBA has always had, in my opinion, the best commissioner. Uh, from, yeah, for sure. From Stern to Silver. Ever since Stern took over, the best commissioner who actually cares for their, the 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 league's players. Uh, not not to say that Goodell and and uh, whoever the commissioner of baseball is right now don't care for, you know, the... Oh, I the, think you could say Goodell doesn't care. I didn't want to put that out there. I didn't want to put that out there, but you did. I'll put, but, you put know it out I mean? there, yeah. uh, But, uh, you know, Adam Silver is by far the best uh, commissioner in sports right now. He's outstanding. By far. By mm-hmm. far. And the, and the product that he's put up uh, on the television for us fans to watch has made it so, so enjoyable. So they all live in the same, um, they're living on Disney World, right? Disney yeah. World, right? Yeah, yeah, My yeah. world of sports campus. And they, um, but so they all, is there like, do they all get to hang out? Are there like bars and shit? Like, do, yeah, you know? they, yeah, that's that's been like one of the really fun parts of watching all this happen because if you, follow any of the players on social media or any of the teams that you always get like these shots of this group went out fishing together or they were at the wherever together, just sort of hanging out, doing stuff. There was a, a really good one uh, last night. Mike Connolly, Mike Connolly, who plays for the Jazz, he had to leave for uh, personal reasons and he came back and he was doing his quarantine. And after the Jazz won the game, uh, Donovan Mitchell has been balling like fucking crazy for them. Balling went by and they were like filming Mike through the through the window and he's just sort of saying how it was like a really sweet sort of tender moment like this is fucking how cool. long do you have to quarantine two weeks if you go home I think it's something like seven days yeah with with Connolly he was getting he was getting tested while he was out so that he could come back quicker so I think they were making him do oh. um, I think like four days but it's usually it's a handful of days yeah Rondo's That's gonna be back four days soon, of, so. I mean I heard that like 
80% of symptoms show in 10 days or something like mm-hmm. that. Please don't quote yeah. me on that and don't judge your life on that. I'm just fucking recalling from memory. <laughs> but um, but I guess if you're getting tested every day, it's it's different. I mean, you, you would at least know if you have a test every, like, twice a day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's, Shay, it's amazing. welcome back to the show, man. We uh, we really love having you on, and uh, and the fans love your insight, and uh, you can speak way wiser about these episodes than uh, than Donald and I can. We can just you, talk about. I'm so <laughs> nervous to do the recap right now because I oh, know yeah, that Shay, you got to see the new segment. I know that Shay is like the king of recaps. The... <laughs> so... We should have had Shay write one too, so you guys could. Uh, like no, 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 Because then everybody would be like, let's just have Shay do the freaking recap. And Donald, thank you very much. I'm excited after Donald's recap to talk about the first thing that came to my mind, and I want to talk about. I'm just going to tease. I'm going to do what's called teasing, Donald, in radio. We talk about something we're going to talk about after your recap. I would not have the patience to wait around for Carla if she was like, oh. I need to think about it. I need to think about it. I need to think about it. I'd be like, you know what? You don't need to think that we'll hard. We'll get into Bye. it. Let's start. All Let's right. start. I was Here a tease. Go. That was a okay. tease. Hold on. Let's... Let me get my stopwatch ready. Clearing I got to do out. it in 30 seconds. Okay. Lick your lips. Okay. Fuck you. And, <laughs> and I want you to look good for Shay. Ready? And go. Dr. Cox becomes a storyteller in this episode, and we learned that he's not the altogether guy we think he is. Elliot meets someone who works at the hospital and is surprised when she finds out that he is a nurse. Turk tries to figure out what he's doing wrong to make Carla have to think about his proposal. How we're perceived by others, although sometimes it may be positive, uh, isn't necessarily who we are. Getting to know someone and being open to others truly is the only way to find out who they are. And that's it. Beautiful. Beautiful. But it's true. Shay, could, this whole Shay, episode is... And, and you know what, Shay, you know what? <laughs> I know why you wanted to do this episode. Because this is Hit an me. episode on perception. And this whole mm-hmm. episode is about who we think somebody is because of either what they do or how they present themselves isn't necessarily who they are when when you really get to know them. And we don't know this stuff... like. The whole thing with the whole thing with Cox and how, you know, we from the beginning of the show, you think he's you know, he has some issues, but you think he's this put together guy whose uh, strength is the fact that he, he's this alpha male. But that's his weakness. If it, it turns out to be in this episode mm-hmm. in real talk, he's a very weak man. He's, he's mm. good at his job. He's good at you know, he's good at training these kids, but he's a weak, weak man. He well, has well, real don't problems. You... Don't you find like stereotypically the guy with the biggest fucking ego and 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 screaming at everyone and being just an insane narcissist is very often incredibly insecure. Well, when you say um, narcissist, yeah, I, I definitely feel that way. But I don't look at LeBron James like, oh man, LeBron's a weak dude. You know what I mean? I look at him like, yo, he he can carry a team. He has the strength to carry. <laughs> He, to no, hold men LeBron up. LeBron isn't treating and people. It would, I don't know it would be crazy like to that. me if when we, if when getting to know LeBron James, if he turned out to be this dude who has a problem speaking up and has a problem uh, with confrontation. And you know what I mean? Th- these things would be, it would blow my mind is my point. But I'll let Shay talk about it. 
Yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty close to the reason that I wanted to do this one when when Joel reached out. All of the very best TV shows are the very best TV shows because of the relationships that they are able to make you care about. Like Peggy and Don and Mad Men, Jim and Pam in the office, Avon and Stringer in the wire, uh, Arabella and pretty much anyone on I May Destroy You. Because that thing, that that interpersonal connection with someone else is not only something that we sort of understand implicitly, but also it's something that we all want and, and need and, and pursue. And the more ways that a show can press that button in your chest, the sort of higher up the rankings it can climb. It's the same reason that so many people respond to you two on this show. It feels like you get to be, be a part of y'all's relationship, which is very clearly a special thing. So when Joel reached out and asked which episode I wanted to do, like I, I knew that this one had to be the one. Mind you, there are some really great episodes in season two. You have the the uh, Colin Hay overkill episode, which right. I would argue is the first truly iconic Scrubs music cue. And Scrubs is the best show ever at using music, and this was the first time we saw how exceptional they were going to be at that one. So you have that one. You have uh, JD's brother getting introduced into the show. You have Turk coming through for Carla when her mom passes away. Like There are a lot of those of those moments, but I especially enjoy this one because A, we get very good glimpses of several of the relationships in the show. And then B, we get Carla and Turk officially getting engaged. And that Carla and Turk relationship is, I would argue, among the very best romantic relationship portrayals that any television show has ever offered. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly, man. Uh, And not because I was a part of it, but their dynamic is very much similar to the dynamic that my wife and I have. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm the yeah. immature one, and she's the one that freaking, you know, grounds us. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's the exact same thing that Carla and Turk have. I agree with that. Yeah, I like Any- that you were so passionate. When I put it on, uh, when I reached out to Shay on Twitter, I said, um, we want to have you back. I hope you'll come back. We want to have you back at least once a season. Um, what you you pick, and by the way, I said this to Shay before I said it to Johnny C, before I said it to anybody, <laughs> any other any other cast members. I was like, Shay, whatever episode you want, and he's like, within like five minutes, he's like, it probably would have been quicker if you'd probably seen the tweet earlier, but like right right when he saw it, he was like, no doubt, his story, his story yeah, by yeah, far. Yeah. Guys, yeah. I have to pause you right here for a special announcement. Hold, please. Ba, 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 interrupting Bill. Oh, my God. He's got a new segment called Interrupting Bill. It's the new segment when I interrupt your podcast whenever I want and ask you a question that I can then get to listen to the answer to. I hope there's good music from Dan or Joel. Guys, play this whenever you want. Uh, Look, I love this episode, uh, his story, uh, and I'm psyched that you two are there. Zach, Donald, hey, Shay, hey. Uh, I love that Eric Bogosian's in there because of his relationship with Johnny C., um, I think it's got the most romantic song at the end. I hope that song's still in the uh, online cut. Yep. The question by the old 97s. If you want to talk about it, we actually started with the song first in this one because we knew we wanted to kind of have a cool proposal underneath this music. Uh, but your question is, can you tell me, there was a joke in this episode that got us the most I know what it is. vitriolic complaint and a uh, actual letter of admonishment from a national organization uh, that thought the joke was incredibly offensive. Um, probably more of a stern letter than I got from any national organization. Can you tell me what that joke was? I know the answer. Can I go? Yeah. Uh, it actually hit me, um, and I was surprised by it. Again, this is a product of 20 years ago. 
But when Kelso makes fun of Ricky Schroeder for being a nurse, and he says, because you're doing a woman's job. And um, I think that I imagine it was the nursing association or some national medical nursing association, or maybe it was the AMA, I don't know, who said, A, um, that's bullshit and stop perpetuating that. And B, there is such a shortage of nurses. The last thing we need you doing is is convincing men that they shouldn't uh, pursue this very noble profession. And uh, you you want to if you want to be a show that celebrates the medical profession, you're actually hurting us by putting um, old, antiquated uh, stereotypes on the nursing profession. That's my guess. Daniel, is he right? Let's find out. The answer is when Paul says, uh, Paul, the nurse played by Rick Schroeder, says, uh, Elliot's embarrassed to date me because I'm a nurse and I don't know why. Kelso's response is, well, son, it's because it's a woman's job. The uh, National Organization of Nurses admonished us and sent us uh, a letter saying that we really set <clears throat> things back and, uh, and how offensive they found that, which I understand. But also I would argue that Kelso was supposed to be that kind of old school guy from a sexist era um, that would believe and say things like that. Uh, that said, I'm not surprised and uh, th th we got that reaction and this is my official, I'm sorry. Uh, my favorite joke in this episode, actually randomly, was when Sarah Chalk just throws away a very matter-of-fact sad thing, which is she does a lot, which is like, hey, I didn't break up with Paul because he's a nurse, so stop putting bedpans in my locker. It makes me cry. I always love that. Um, two other pieces of <laughs> trivia. One, this is the first episode that was narrated by another character completely. And two, this is the introduction of another fan favorite recur character, Patient, played by one of our stuntmen. You should be able to answer this, so I'm not giving you the answer. <laughs> I'll be back in a few minutes with another interruption. Oh, what? my God. He's, he's going to go, first of all, all right, he's going to need to calm down, all right? I, I, I appreciate, Bill, I appreciate the new segment, but it's going to, it was a little long, and no offense, and now now we're told there's more. I'm all right with it. I'm all right. Little by little, little by little, it becomes like Donald and I are like, uh, just like five minutes of the podcast, is Bill just monologuing. <laughs> just Bill talking about right, right, right. Well, since Bill brought it up let's all talk about it because i think that was something that was shocking and by the way we can all uh, uh, address the fact that one thing the show highlights and shay you'll be able to articulate this better than donald and i is masculinity and stereotypical masculinity and what that means and how ricky schroeder was playing this guy who's very handsome and he's charming and she immediately looked down upon him because he was a nurse. she was literally embarrassed to be seen with him because he was a nurse yeah, think? it's an in, it's an interesting uh, dichotomy here because a thing that happens in this episode that often happens in in Scrubs episode is you have two storylines happening at the same time that don't seem like they're related, but like philosophically they are related. So you have what Donald was mentioning earlier with Doctor Cox. Uh, very clearly, we get to see how destructive his masculinity is in his life, like this sort of uh, traditional overt. I don't need anybody. Um, persona that he has, we see the backside of it, and it's like, oh, he's fucking miserable, and he has to watch his. He didn't even finish watching the game. He's got a, a stack of pizza boxes because he thought people were going to show up. Like this is a very yeah. sad moment. So you have that going, and then on the other side of it, the total opposite side of that is you have this other person who's clearly an advanced individual 
uh, Riggs character, and he, he, like you're saying, he's smart and funny and charming and handsome, but he can't get a fair shake either. Like he's doing the thing you're supposed to do, and people are looking down on him. Here we're 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 sort of uh, idolizing this one character. Uh, secretly, his life is falling apart. Over right. here, we're looking down on this other character, and he's got all of his shit together, but yep, we just yeah. don't appreciate what it is that he's doing. Right. Yep. Shay, yeah. I'm uh, so happy you're here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I, I think we should. I think we should cut Bill's interruptions. Just have Shay. Interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Bill will not like that. Bill won't like that. No, he wouldn't. Bill won't like that. You know, um, let's talk for a second about Rick Schroeder because we, I don't know about you, Shay, but Donald, and I, I guess I don't know about you in this regard, but Silver Spoons was on my watch list. Dude, the champ. Just let's go back to the champ. Okay, the champ I never saw. You never saw the champ? <laughs> I never saw the champ. I think it's Rick Schroeder and John Voight plays the champ. Yes. And, and I know that end... Rick Schroeder like cried in a way that no one had ever seen a kid cry it's, in a movie and it was like heartbreaking. Yeah. It's a tough watch. It's a tough watch. Come yeah. on, he was champ! The- like, Rick Schroeder, when I was a kid, you know, it was... So Rick, Rick had the show, and then when they introduced Alfonso Ribeiro to the show, that's when I was hooked. But, mm-hmm. Oh, because they brought in a young, handsome black man, and you were like, oh, go on! Well, yeah, you know, absolutely. As a young African-American male, it's always great handsome. to see... Well, I didn't, I'm not going to say handsome because that's that's up for other people to decide. But but it's always great to see somebody representing you on screen. So yes. when they brought in Alfonso and he was doing all the Michael Jackson stuff, that show became even more to me. But mm-hmm. absolutely, Silver Spoons, uh, in my opinion, uh, was one of those shows that I would look to watch because of the relationships the relationships that Rick had with his dad. And with his friends, you know what I mean? Uh, This was this kid who was extremely rich and wasn't a dick about all of his money. He was very much like, yo, everybody come and experience what me and my dad have. That being said, yes, I want to give a quick shout out to Jason Bateman, who was the bad guy on Silver Spoons back in the day. A lot of people don't remember this. Was that Jason's first part? I don't know, but from that point on, Joel, look it up. They even did. I think they even did. I think they even did a spinoff from Silver Spoon, starring Jason Bateman, uh, where he and some other dude would constantly play pranks on each other. I'm going to go with your digression and say Jason Bateman has had the most epic, awesome career. I mean, he's started at such a young age, and has and has done so much great work, and now in this new chapter. Uh, directing. I mean, I don't know if you're watching Ozark, but his his direction on Ozark is extraordinary, and uh, and it's just it's just so you know there's so few people that can start that young, and then and then go keep the momentum this long. Oh, he was on uh, Little James, House on the Prairie. Oh, he was on Little House. That's right. Jason and I made a film called The X, um, which it's kind of a B plus. Okay, <laughs> but I think you'll laugh. Check out if you get a chance. Check out the X. It's Jason and Charles Grodin and uh, Amanda Peet. and Amanda Peet, Fred Armisen, uh, Mia Farrow. I mean, it has an amazing, amazing cast, and I think you'll giggle at it. It's a good, it's a good thing to watch when you're when you're home. We gotta go to break, and we will be right back with Shay Serrano and Donald Faison and Joel and Daniel. 
Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. And we're back. And we're back. 
Um, Silver Spoons. Yeah, I mean, I really loved it. I thought like it was. Uh, I think every kid dreamed of having that kind of wealth. I mean, the fa and and also a a father who was so young and fun. Like, remember he? There was a train. They had a they had a rideable train that would go through the living room. And I just remember thinking, and there was a remote control that opened the front door, and there were arcade <laughs> games in the living room. And I just thought, like, you know, it was clearly targeted at whatever age I was. And and I just thought it was so exciting. And then they had a very special episode. We talked about this once on the podcast before, where back in the day when a sitcom would have a dramatic episode, here we were on a show that would have lots of drama, but on a on a traditional three camera, you know, in front live in front of an audience sitcom, they would go, they would give a warning. They would be like, tonight mm -hmm. on a very special episode of Silver Spoons, <laughs> we recommend parents watch with their children. And that was the episode when when Rick, uh, they called him the Ricker, the Ricker shot a deer. And then the Ricker was really upset that he killed the deer. He regretted killing the deer. Do you remember? Do anybody remember this? Me? I don't remember that. I don't remember <laughs> the, the, the the thing that I remember most about that show is the theme song. Here we are, face to face, a couple of a couple silver of spoons, silver. spoons <laughs> hoping to find we're two of a kind, <laughs> making it go. Making it grow together. together we're gonna, gonna find our way. way. <laughs> together making a time each day to learn all about those things you just can't find i think you should have gone falsetto there can't find <laughs> silver spoons together this is when you go falsetto you and i i used to love that uh, anyway. it's a good song so Alfonso came on as the best friend, and he was doing lots of uh, dancing, like Michael Jackson-style dancing. As all black people do on television shows when right. introduced. <laughs> well, yeah, Listen, we could, we could talk about this. How many times did I dance on this motherfucking show? How about that? Let's well, go there. Well, well, okay. In fairness, you're a very good dancer. So is Alfonso. And um, sh I, I think any performer that you bring on to a TV show, you're going to go, what are they great at? Let's fucking use everything they're great at. The West Wing didn't have Dulé tap dance. <laughs> and Dulé tap dance? Dulé is one of the best tap dancers in the world. I didn't know that. One of the best tap dancers in the world is Dulé Hill. Okay, well, if I, was know that. if I was Aaron Sorkin, I would have been like, you guys, we, we got to find a way to get Dulé to tap dance. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that about Dulé. But One by the, the way, speaking of, the world. speaking of tap dancing, I was a kid and I saw Alfonso in the Tap Dance Kid on Broadway, which was a tap dance musical. Dulé Hill was also a tap, one of the tap dance kids. That's how good he was. Oh, wow. That's good. Alfonso That's did it on Broadway. Alfonso originated it on Broadway. Uh, I don't know how good of a tap dancer Alfonso is, but uh, he was the first uh, one on Broadway to play it. And then Savion and Dulé, I think, did the tour. Uh, Savion took over for uh, Alfonso, and then it became a completely different show. And then it became more about the the tap. From what I recall, I could be wrong. Right. Don't get it. Twisted. I just remember as a kid who was loved Broadway and spectacle. That at a certain point there was like a cable car that went across the stage, like like you know, in, you know, big Broadway budget musicals will have some big set moment where you're like, oh my god, look at that, and and their moment was like 
the cable car road. I, it must have been. I'm imagining it's the 59th Street. Uh, what do you call it? Right. It takes on? place in Harlem. It takes place in uh, New York City. And well, I think about- he rode that thing. You know that thing that goes to uh, what's the island next to Manhattan, and they have a cable car that goes to it. Long uh, Staten Island. No, um, um, you know that weird little island that's that's next to Manhattan. Donald, you grew up on the fucking island. You don't know where it is, Joel. Can you go? Where's the cable car? It's on 59th in Street. I know what you're yeah. talking about on the east side. I know what you're talking about. And what's about. the name of the know. island it goes to? I don't know where that shit goes. I never wrote <laughs> don't that shit. Yell at you're me. asking. I'm not yelling, but that's like me. I'm from New York. You ask, ask me if I've ever been to the Statue of Liberty. Have you ever been to the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> I have not been to the Statue of Liberty. Why do you My hate freedom? Why do you hate freedom? <laughs> ask, ask, me, ask me this. Ask me if when the World Trade Center was up, how if I had ever been to the top of the World Trade Center. I'm going to guess the answer is no. Right. Ask me if I've ever been to the top of the Empire State Building. Have you been to the top of the Empire State Building? No, <laughs> man. I'm from New York. <laughs> and I'm you probably from are, there. Have you ever been the Roosevelt Island tramway? Oh, Roosevelt Island. Roosevelt Island. So if, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, there's a little mini island next to Manhattan, and it's called Roosevelt Island. And people, uh, there's, there's, there's like a whole community there. And... Um, there is a uh, the tram, a cable car thing that goes over there, and uh, tourists often ride it. But also, I think people that live there ride it. We should probably get back to the show. I know we should get in the episode. Sorry, <laughs> we, we, we digress. <laughs> we digress. First from of all, let's talk about the cold open. Judy, fucking great pratfall yeah. in the beginning. Yes, good for Judy. I, I love it when Judy gets comedy because she always was concerned that she wasn't getting enough comedy. And uh, whenever I see her do a. Fo- uh, a pratfall now I'm happy because she nails the door. She she nails it and she and 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 it's very funny. I was gonna say yeah. we already brought it up, but the Ricker joins us, man. The and Ricker now we can't talk um, about, and now we can't talk about silver spoons because we already talked about it. But, well <laughs> the Ricker um the Ricker was on another TV show for a while, was it NYPD Blue, I think. He, something like that, yeah. Or a law yeah. and order, something like that. Joel, we looked that up. Yeah, there, so he had a long career, but he but he was he, doing uh, that at the same time he did Scrubs, right? Yeah, if I'm correct. So I remember that he was on a series at the at the time. Um, and the diner I just thought was interesting was our cafeteria. For some reason, they decided to read. Do you remember this, Donald? They, they they that whole diner set that we go to twice was built into our cafeteria. For a little bit. I do remember. I, and I, I don't know why I they do. did that. They spent a lot of money, for some reason, converting the hospital cafeteria into a diner. And uh, that's not something one they ever episode. did. I don't think the cafeteria ever became anything else again, other than this Well, it's time the it same diner, diner with Sean, too, though. Where Sean gets real fat. Oh, then uh, maybe they did. I don't recall. I, I, don't, I just I'm, remember. I'm, I, just, I just remember. we. There's something on the blooper reel that happened. Um I think it was a spit bucket or something. If you can, if anyone's that curious, you could consult the season two blooper reel. But I remember something happened with this 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 ketchup gag on your face. And, mm-hmm. and, and oh, and, dude, no! I remember what happened. I what remember happened? what happened with the ketchup. The ketchup it was a spit gag, bucket. No, it wasn't a spit bucket. The ketchup gag to my face made. I said to the camera, "Oh, now I know what a porn star feels like." Hmm. Oh, <laughs> that didn't I make see. it to air. That did not make it to air. That didn't make it to air. <laughs> on on Scrubs Wiki, they mention that you can see the little hose that's going to your 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 <laughs> Go fake. Go on. Go on. They can see the hose that's running to your fake ketchup bottle that splatters all over your face. If you're if you're interested in fuck ups, you can see that. Okay. okay. I thought you were gonna say something else. No. 
I was getting also. I'm also. I got annoyed with Turk this episode. Me too. Like, Why? dude, because he just keeps asking her to marry him. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Over and over and over again. So much to him standing on top of a car at the end of our cold open. Mm-hmm. Honk for love. Honk for love. And everybody's honking because they want these two jackasses to get out of the street. As JD runs down the freaking runs through traffic, but that was kind of cute though of JD with to be sparklers. running with sparklers. Well, both, both, both. Well, obviously, this first time is to set up the second time, and the second time literally gave me full body goosebumps because I thought it was so romantic and sweet. Yeah, very. So the but where did you come from the second time? Where the fuck did you come from the second time? How did you know that was going down from a text? Well, what happened? I mean, I, I have questions about how that happened anyway. Like, so she said, come meet me, just as you're about to go fucking on your first date. By the way, you didn't waste any time. No, well, you know. Also, she was like, vanilla or chocolate? She's I, like, I, you know, I like that chocolate. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know I like that chocolate. <laughs> also, she was the good. motherfucker finished yeah. it. He finished the chili dog in front of her. <laughs> he yeah. ate the whole thing. In front I of thought her. it was weird. All right, so 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 we're jumping ahead. So let's just go back to sparklers. Okay. So I just have a problem. And and Shay, what are your thoughts on this? The guy is. I just felt if, if it was real life, and I asked the love of my life to marry me, and she was like, maybe I need to think about it, that I would really be turned off. I would be like, oh, well, why am I so sure of this, and you're not? And 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 Donald and Turk's technique is just keep asking and asking and asking. Mm-hmm. I think well, I think there are different versions of of guys, but this is very much a guy trait when she is telling you exactly what she needs right now. I just need some space. And you are like, that's not actually what you need. What you need is me to just figure out a way to say this differently and bigger and better. And I can prove to you how much I love you. And like yeah. that's a th- that's a thing that a lot of a lot of guys do. But you get the sense that somebody like uh, like Turk in the show, who is very used to his whole life having to Either A, fight for something a little bit harder than everybody else is having to fight for, or B, just wanting to win at every single thing he participates in, which is like another thing we see in the show. Like it it would make sense that he would react this way to this particular thing, you know? Right. Well, that's a good point. He he turns it into like, he turns it into an athletic competition. He's like, I'm going to do a bigger and better proposal. This time I'm going to stand on a car, you know? Yeah. You know, in real life, when I met my wife after Zach, you know, stepped to her and said, you know, he likes you. I would run into her over and over again. And every time I ran into her, I would ask for her number. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she would do something that Carla's doing. Like Carla's not saying no. She's just saying, give me time. Mm -hmm. And my wife, now my wife, before I would ask her out every time I saw her. Let me just get that number. (laughs) Why don't you give me that number? What would she she say? she would be like, not this, this is this is the fucked up shit. She would be like, not this time. Pr- probably next time I see you, I'll give it. So it meant, okay, so not this time. So now I'm trying to figure out new ways. And she would do things where it would be like, I'd be out and about with a girl, and she'd come up to me and be like, hey, how's it going? And I'd forget <laughs> about the girl and be like, oh, shit, what, how are you doing? Let's, let's go out on a date. Forget this girl. I'm really into you. And she'd be like, not this time, but next time you ask me, I'll probably give it to you. 
Every time and you talk what? about Casey, I love her more. Her game is tight. And then just like Turk, Turk goes, you know what? I'm done doing this shit. This is some bullshit. I've, I've jumped through hoops enough. I'm no longer going to do it. Then she accepts the proposal. And the same thing with my wife. I finally said, you know what? I'm not going to pursue this anymore. She's playing me like I'm a freaking, like I'm lotto, like I'm the lottery. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to push her anymore. And she comes back at me and she's like, hey, how's it going? And I remember it was me, you, the girl you were dating at the time and Josh Radin. We were at Hyde and she goes, hey, how's it going? And I look up and I go, hey, how's it going? And I go back to our confidence. We were talking and she goes, oh shit. Well, you know, I was going to give you my number, but I guess... Now I oh, won't. but don't you think, but, but come on, buddy. Don't you think the only reason she flipped was because now you gave her the cold shoulder and she was like, ruh row. But I think that's why Carla flipped also. She was asking for the space and then Turk finally gives her the space and she's like, well, okay, I need him in my, I'm, I'm realizing right now, I want him in my life. The fact that I don't know what he did, that he's not working today is a big deal for me because uh, I know everything about the guy. And so therefore, uh, oh shit. What am I doing? This dude just asked me to marry him, and this is what I've always wanted. Fuck yeah, I want to marry you. And that's when the switch happened. The switch happened when she realized, oh shit, there's a possibility he might not be around for me anymore. It's amazing how people quickly change when we shift who we're being. Like the second, you know, it's like a game of ping pong, and I'm hitting like this, I'm hitting like this, I'm hitting like this. The second I do something completely different and put spin on it, you then have to react and do it differently. And it's just, I know I'm stating the obvious, but it's interesting in, in just in human relationships how we get stuck in this rut. I'm being, Turk's being this way. He's being this way. He's being this way. All of a sudden he just shifts like, and then she has to shift to react. I mean, it's a very powerful communications tool that I don't know that we knowingly marshal enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, a, it's like you, all, all you needed was to stop being so desperate. And then she shifted. I think he needed to, not only did he need to give her the space, but it needed to happen in the way that it happened because I think that that's what sort of jogs her memory and, and allows her to connect everything back to like, oh, this is like a fear I have because of a thing that happened in my past. You know what I'm saying? This is not just like, oh, I just need for him to not be available for a, or for a few minutes. This is more, I have a thing in my head that I need to work my way through. Mm -hmm. And by him acting the way that he did, it finally helped her figure out exactly what it was that she wanted and what it was that she that she needed. You know, it was less about just like, I'm just not going to be here anymore. It was more about all of the other parts of it, what that all meant, and then him finally like breaking away and then her realizing, oh, this is because of like my own things that I have going on, not because of him. Because that's like a thing. He keeps trying to figure out like what it is about, is it about me? Is it because you don't like this? Is it because you don't like that? And it turns out it was not any of those things. It was like her own stuff that she had to wrestle with first. Right. Donald, did you when Casey finally gave in and, and and went on a date with you, did you guys click right away? Yeah, well, that was the thing. So you know me, and uh, Daniel, Shay, Joel, you guys are getting to know me. The type of person I like to be around is somebody who's fun and enjoys moments. You know what I mean? And I could tell from one dance with her that she was. Funny, and that she enjoyed, you know, just moments. Living in the special. moment, being living, living in the, in the moment, moment. Was, right, yeah. was special to her. And so, 
I knew, look, if I could just get this young lady out on a date with me, I will be, I can be me completely. And I think she'll bounce off of it. We have something, there's something about that, that energy that we have, that spark that we have, that's undeniable. And, you know, the fact that she's pushing me away, but telling me to come close is proof that she feels it too. And so mm. from the first date on, we were to, you know, I, we went out on a date and we, and the next day we were together and the day after that we were together until we got married. And, you know, we've been together ever since, but it only took one date because I knew she's going to enjoy what I have to offer. And I'm definitely going to enjoy what she has to offer. And we sat down at a dingy ass pizza restaurant that's no longer around and talked shit about our lives. And then we went to the Dime, which was right next door to the dingy-ass pizza restaurant, and ran into my old friend, Jessica McCardo. That's when I knew. I was like, this, is, this, is, this has got to work. And she was on the first date with the man she's now married to. Uh, Michelle Pache was spinning. DJ Michelle Pache, for those of y'all who don't know. Yeah, it just I just knew. I knew that once we hung out, I knew that we would have a lot of fun together. So... Yeah, it, it, we clicked like, we, we were, as far as Gump would say, we were like peas and carrots, you know what I mean? <laughs> right away. Mm-hmm. Peas and carrots. Let's talk about um, Johnny C taking over the voiceover. So this was the first time this has ever happened, um, mm-hmm. and the first time a title of the show has moved from my such and such to his story or her story or what have you. Um, and then and Bill establishing the convention of when it does happen, uh uh, the, some the person is sort of tapped, and uh, it it, gets, it goes into their body. I don't know who the, the next one was. Was it you, Donald, or was it Sarah? No, I think Sarah's next. Sarah's next, and then were you? Was it once a season that we did it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we introduced Eric Bogosian, who uh, those of you who don't know, Eric Bogosian is an amazing writer and actor. And um, when when Johnny C was on, and he told that story of doing the play talk radio. Uh, where he forgot his lines and he was late. And um, talk radio is a, an incredible play, mostly a kind of a, a major epic monologue by Eric Bogosian, uh, who wrote it. And Johnny C asked him to come on and play his uh, his uh, his shrink in in this episode. So we also learned that Johnny's in therapy and uh, at least trying. At least even though he and his shrink have a very contentious relationship, he's at least trying to do work on himself. Cox is in therapy because of Jordan, though, if I'm correct, right? Like I think he, he's in therapy just because he's a miserable human being, and he and no, but I think I think one of the reasons why he did it was to, if we go back to when Jordan says, you know, when him and Jordan are starting to get back together again, when she walks out on him after he was supposed to do the speech for Kelso, and he talks mm-hmm. about Kelso like he's an evil person, I think one of the things he says to Jordan, if I'm correct, I could be wrong. He says, look, I'm, I'm doing therapy now like you wanted me to do back in the day so I can work out my problems. I could be wrong. Oh, okay. I don't think I am. But, you know, I think all of the things that he's going through right now, at least the therapy session that he's going through, was because of him wanting to get back with Jordan. I would like mm-hmm. to ask Bill, but he won't answer this shit anymore. So, Well, we have a new <laughs> format with Bill, as you know. Um, <laughs> Bill interrupts and goes on four-minute monologues. That's the new... Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to have a very thrilling guest. And you know how I know that? Because Joelle is the person that picks them. <laughs> and, and also, at... we're going to fix their life. Oh, yeah. And our new segment, and Shay's going to help us. We're going to fix this person's <laughs> life. <laughs> Shay's like, what did I sign up for? I, I, I didn't know, know about this part. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacoba's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacobas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacobas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com, that's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, 
Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Chris. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Hi, guys. What's happening, brother? I'm good. How y'all doing? Chilling. Welcome you got, to the show. You got Shea Serrano, Zach Braff, Joel Monique, and Daniel Goodman on the line. I have butterflies in my stomach right now, guys. <laughs> oh. I'm so excited. Well, well, I to, want the audience to... to know that you're wearing a very dope Selena shirt that Daniel is Thank you. That admired. was for Shea. I wore that for Shea. I so appreciate it. Yeah, I man. appreciate you a big it. Selena fan? I love Me? Selena. I love every oh. every Mexican loves Selena. Well, yeah. they, they play it at the at the hospital when you're born. As you, come out, you come out to bitty bitty bom bom at your baptism, at your wedding, at your funeral. I thought it would be I could fall. Different songs for different. That's yeah. That's that's later on in your life. <laughs> well, uh, uh, where are you calling from, Chris? Uh, I'm next door. I'm in Phoenix. I'm just right next to you guys here. Uh, it's 185 degrees every day. Yeah. So, you, it's got to be burning right now. Like, cause it's 106 uh, right now in the Valley. So what's it, it for you? Today is the first day in like 45 days that is under 110 degrees. Yikes. <laughs> and it's only 109 today so we're like hell yeah chris can you feel the difference out, can you even go outside or are you just like no fuck it no, no pools are like just hot tea you can't even go in your pool <laughs> i grew up playing outside i grew up being like i can do this but now i'm 32 and i'm like i, I i'm so miserable i'm irritated i just two minutes it, you just go to your car to get something that you forgot, and you're like, just the pissiest person in the world. It's awful. You know, Chris, you know what's trending today? Uh, the meme of me going, it's so hot! Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in Phoenix every day. And I send that to so many people when they're like people from Seattle, people from New York. They got friends from Chicago, and I'm like, don't even talk to me right now because <laughs> it's awful. Um, well, How are Chris, you, welcome man? to the show. Welcome, welcome. Thank uh, you got a you got a question Thank for you. us all, and obviously including the legendary Shea Serrano, we can all answer I, for you. I do have a couple questions. Um, one is for Zach here first, which is the music because I love the music so much in Scrubs. My first like partial question is, who is the Jeremy K fan? Because you guys use like three or four Jeremy K songs in the first season or two. Do you know maybe? Not Zach. There's a couple. Um, of- it's not me. I because I, I mean I'm I'm sure I loved it, but I have to say um, the most underappreciated voice in choosing music was was Krista Miller because Krista. um, mu- yeah, she's one. It's music is her passion, and um, she really um kind of took you know would be you know I've said this before. What we would do is we would just fill like huge playlists of potential songs in the in the in the Avid the computer we use and. Uh, and it, you know, kind of grouped by genre, like, oh, this should be sort of a melancholy, heartbreaking thing. Oh, right. this should be uplifting and exciting. Oh, this should be comedic. And it was about, and lots of people would contribute, like, oh my God, you guys have to use this song. 
Um, but I think the and then you know you just try it until in in the, in the computer until you go. Uh, my joke with all the stuff I've created is if it's an emotional moment, like I do the goosebump on the arm right. test, like you can play your favorite song over and over and over again. But if it doesn't match with the with the with the moment in the show, it, the magic doesn't happen. And and even a song you've been thinking about forever, you go, oh man, I really would have thought this would have been perfect here, but it doesn't work. And then all of a sudden, someone goes, try this song. And you're like, nah, it's not going to work. And they go, just try it, try it. And you try it. And you go, oh, shit, every hair on my arm is standing up. <laughs> some some little piece of magic has happened. Um, but no, I have to I have to really give a shout out to Krista, who who um, I think was, you know, really the most in charge of music. Yeah, that's like, I think the Scrubs is the best at is just matching the tone with the song you guys pick. And then the follow-up question is, okay, Zach and Donald, if you guys made the show in 2020, what artists or songs are you using now? Oh, that you kind of let me tell you something right now. Decade? WAP would be on the soundtrack right now, dog. <laughs> We'd be talking about that WAP. <laughs> I don't think it would be, Donald. I think it would be. I think it would be. I think when I don't think, I don't think NBC, Carla to marry him, he'd be like, you know, it's because of that WAP. It's hard to run around with sparklers to WAP, but I, I could try. <laughs> I but bet Donald, you there would there... be a lot. I no, in truth, in truth, I bet you there would be a lot of Ed Sheeran. Yeah, because that's one of Zach's favorite artists. There'd be some. Charlotte well, it's also Lawrence people. Yeah, because There'd she's be... the daughter of the creator of the show. There'd be some yeah. Olamide Faison because he's my brother and he's mm. making music. There'd be there'd be there'd Toby still be Sebastian. Josh Radin. Right, there'd still be Josh Radin. Obviously, right. I think the music still holds up. You know, as much as those songs were new at the time. I still feel like they captured every moment perfectly. So right. I don't know how much the music would change. I I still think it would still be the same tone. Well, there'd be new oh. art. I think I think it would be the same tone. But there are, of course, now uh, this many years later, so many new singer songwriters that that I'm sure we would try. Um, it's funny though. I will tell you something that I learned. You know, when I made Garden State, I I pretty much. You know, everyone said I wasn't going to get that music, and then I just kept trying and trying and trying. I never gave up, never gave up, never gave up, and then I eventually got all of the songs. But then, about ten years later, when I went to make "Wish I Was Here," as I was filling out the soundtrack, you'd fall in love with the song, and the editor would cut it to the song, and you'd be like, "Oh my god!" And then we'd have to check, like, "Okay, where's the song been used?" And then, over the course of those ten years, we're talking roughly 2004 to 2014. The convention of using music at the end of your TV show to sort of summarize the end of the of what everyone had learned had become so pervasive that you just couldn't find an emotional <laughs> song that hadn't been used ten thousand times. Right. And, you, right. You, and we we found like the websites where you can Google like where has this been used, and it would be like, oh no, it was on Grey's Anatomy, it was on this, it was on this, it was on this, it was this. Like we can't use that fucking song; it's been so played out. So it became a, a very popular trend to this day. It's, it still is. And it, so it, it's a lot harder to, now it's a lot more competitive to find music that you're not going to go, yeah, that's a great song, but I just saw it on such and such a TV show. They used it. In fact, a little bit of trivia that, that dovetails with this, I saw on Scrubs Wiki, it says that um, the song that ends the show that we all love and is so perfect, it, it was, it's in an episode of the TV show Ed, when Ed proposes to his girlfriend and of course, Ed was played by Tom Cavanaugh, who plays my brother. So, you know, this is the kind of thing we'd run into nonstop 
you know, when, when I was cutting Wish I Was Here is you'd fall in love with something. And you're like, oh, I don't want to do something played out. And actually, to finish the point, um, the only song that's in Garden State that's not on the soundtrack is a song by Alexi Murdoch called Orange Sky. And we didn't put it on the soundtrack because it was on the OC. Uh, it had yeah. been used on it had it had been used on the show, the show the OC and at the time we were like oh, okay we'll put it in the movie but I don't want to put it on the soundtrack. Here's some other trivia: Zach and I recorded somewhere out there uh, the song from uh, American Tale. This is how hard it is now. Like we had done, oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about we, this. We had done a Christmas. <laughs> we were we were gonna try and do Christmas songs like every year and stuff like that. And so the first year we did Baby It's Cold Outside, which now nobody's going to record ever again <laughs> because well, maybe the... with maybe with all maybe with altered lyrics right but that shit's a rape song and uh no but i mean maybe <laughs> the song is so beautiful i hope that people will maybe alter the lyrics and be like baby can i call you an uber <laughs> i believe you should <laughs> baby you've had baby you've had too much can i make sure you get home safely, safely. <laughs> 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 and so the a couple of years later, we were like, we should do another one. And we chose another uh, one. Somewhere out there beneath the pale moonlight. Oh, we and recorded it. We laid it down. It was amazing. We laid it down and everything. And I played it for a buddy of mine. He was like, oh, wow, this is just like uh, what Donald Glover and Daniel Pudi did on. Oh. On uh, mm-hmm. Community. On Community. Community. Yeah. And we spent so much. Right. Which we, we've never watched, but. We spent so much money on trying to put the song out. We were like, "Fuck!" No, we like got like a real producer. We laid it down. I can't believe we never put it out. We, should, I mean, now we'd have to pay for the fucking rights to it, but it was good. Yeah, it was. Um, anyway, so yeah, someone's thinking the, of me. Song you guys use, even the song you guys use at the end of this episode is such a great. It fits so well. The old ninety seven. Yeah, with the proposal. Yeah, oh. I think Bill. Bill sort of ask you. Yeah, Bill sort say- of implied, um, you know, you, you weren't you weren't uh, on the call earlier, Chris. But Bill, we had Bill Lawrence uh, um, was interrupted, and he uh, he sort of implied that they sort of wrote to the song. I mean, um, which was interesting because he, I think they liked the song so much they sort of made yeah. the moment around the song, which is kind of mm. cool. Shay, Zach, I- do you guys ever do that? Do you guys ever write to music? You mean have music I, I- on? Like a song puts you in a feel, and you're like, yo, let me get this. uh..." You go first, Shay, and then I'll go. Yeah, I actually did like a little thing a couple of months ago where I wanted to write this short story, uh, but I only wanted to listen to one album while I wrote the the story, and I just played uh, this this album on repeat uh, over and over and over again, hoping something cool would happen. It was like a, a Duke Ellington album. Um, but yeah, I, I always have music playing when I'm writing. It's never anything with words, though. It's always got to be something without. Otherwise, I get too distracted. I agree. I agree with that. When I've tried ever to have words, I can't write. But um, there's times when I want to set a mood or a vibe for something I'm writing. I'll choose uh, sometimes classical or in, in the screenplay I'm working on now. I, I It's funny. It kind of just seeped into the movie because I was like, I'm going to put on some Chopin just to kind of like create the vibe, create the vibe of the scene. And then I fell in love with this um, piece by Chopin so much. I was like, well, this obviously has to be in the score for the scene. So then I was like writing into the scene on a dingy record player. This song is playing. <laughs> yeah. Lyrics. I agree with Shay. Lyrics would, would be distracting. 
Um, Chris, you got another question. Go ahead. Chris, you can, you, you, we're going to hang out for a bit. Why don't you ask? No, no. Ask he's got one more question, and then we're going to fix his life. Go ahead. <laughs> well, so I actually have a story um, about my engagement, which involved scrubs, which is why I reached out to Joelle a couple months ago. Um, so my wife and I have been married for, it'll be seven years in October. And so she's a few years older. So I like totally relate to Turk in these last three episodes. Um, so when I was planning my engagement, it was going to be our two-year anniversary in August. And I had their ring. And I'm like super not romantic. I'm just so bad at showing those kinds of things. And so I was like, how do I propose without being cliche, but with like showing, you know, a romantic side of me. And so I decided uh, that our anniversary was going to be on a Sunday. And I was like, well, I don't want to propose like on the Sunday going out to dinner somewhere. Cause I mean, that was like very cliche in our two anniversary. I don't want to do that. So I, and I don't want to wait till the next day. Cause then she's like, well, shit, this is over because two years and we're not going anywhere. And so I decided to do it at midnight. And so I got off work around 9 30, 10. And so when I went to her place, I was like, okay, I have the ring. How do I be spontaneous? And so me being a dummy, like Turk, I <laughs> hid the ring in her medicine cabinet. And my thought process was, I'm going to ask her for some Tylenol at some point because I have a headache. I'm going to make this excuse up. That way she can get me Tylenol at midnight. She'll see and be like, oh, wow, he's the best person ever. I'm going to marry him. And so what we do, because Scrubs was our show back then, this is 2013. And so I was like, I timed it about four episodes after the fourth episode, it'd be time to get the ring. And so we're watching Scrubs and then it's like 1130. So we're almost, you know, finishing up an episode and she goes to the bathroom. She gets up to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? And this is her place, by the way. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? She's like, I have to go to the bathroom. I have a hangnail. I'm going to get the clippers. And I was like, no. You can't get up during scrubs. That's a rule. How dare you? You have to finish the show. And she's like, what? And I was like, you can't go to the bathroom. You have to finish the show. You have to sit down. And so she like gives me this pissy look and she goes and sits down. And so in my head, this is where I'm like, I'm like, shit, how do I, she's not going to see the ring because you're going to be focused on where the nail clippers are, which is different than where the medicine's at. And so I get up and go to the bathroom <laughs> during the episode. <laughs> And I moved the ring to where her, her nail clippers are oh. being like thinking that I'm the genius. Like I got this, this is easy. Right. And so not knowing that I just told her she couldn't go to the bathroom when I did the same thing. So I come back, sit down, like, Poof, all right, I'm good. 10 more minutes of the episode. And then an episode ends and I'm like, all right, showtime. We're going to do this. And I say, Hey, um, you can go get the nail clippers now. And she's like, no, fuck you. I bit off my nail. I don't need to go to the bathroom anymore. So I'm like, oh, shit, now my plan's screwed up again. And so I go, how do I how do I troubleshoot this? So the genius that I am says... <laughs> you turned um, this into something that did not have to be it been, this it been funny. It dude. would have been, been funny if she was like, I don't need nail clippers anymore, but now I got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, uh, I also have a hangnail. Can you get me the nail clippers? and she like looked at me for like 10 seconds like are you serious like you need me to get that for you and I was like can you please get them and then she gets up goes to the bathroom sees the nail clippers she freaks out and like slams the mirror real quick she doesn't realize what's happening and then she opens it and I'm like hey can you come out of the bathroom because I don't want to propose in the bathroom that's a weird spot to propose can you bring it out of the bathroom and then I proposed uh, dude you're so lucky you're so lucky that the handmaid's tale wasn't out yet, dude. <laughs> I know. 
I'm just so lucky. Like that's how I was thought I was being when Turk is like in the wine glass and in the coffee mug down the throat. I'm like, I get this. It's stressful. It is and a I very just, stressful moment. And I well, I love that you. Pocket. I love that you were like, no one gets up during Scrubs. What the hell are you doing? This is a exactly. Scrubs episode playing. It's no. the rule. So. Well, she said yes. I take it. So she congratulations. Said yes. How It'll long have you guys been married for? <laughs> It'll be seven years in October. It'd been oh, really exactly. funny if she ended up saying no, and that oh, was no, it. No, that's no, the no, end. No, that's no, the no, end no, of no, the story. No, she actually no, said no after that. She said no, and my life has been horrible ever since. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. 
So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Um, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, Chris, welcome to the segment of the program where we fix your life. I'm so excited. All right. We're ready to fix your life. Now, the problem uh, uh, you have, Chris, could be huge or it could be tiny. It could be as tiny as do you guys know how to, uh, you know, fix a broken light switch? Or it could be as big as help me no, tell my funny, wife. Dude. Dude, uh, fixing a broken light switch is very difficult. I think between I think between all of us, Daniel probably knows how to do it. Well, I'm saying we, we it could be it could be minimal or it could be enormous. We can solve it and we're going to fix it. And we have Shay here, well, who's way smarter than all of us, and he'll he'll, he'll help. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, there's a lot of brain power here. I feel that with the yeah, yeah. You. Well, this is um, what's called a free fix it session. <laughs> I have, yeah, I wrote down a question. I'm ready. So my question right, is go. when I'm when I'm making a burger. Whether yeah. it's veggie or non-veggie, where do you put the sauce and all like the lettuce, tomato, onions, pickles? You put it on top of the burger, or do you put it on the bottom of the burger? Well, I'm gonna tell you, Chris. Okay. Donald is quite a grillman, so he's gonna go hit him. I hit do, him. I, wait, hold up. I do like to grill, but I'm gonna tell you something. I'm not the person to ask for this. Oh. I think. I think. Uh, me personally. I fuck up burgers all the time, so I can't help you at this oh, point in okay. time. Uh, Daniel, <laughs> you seem to know more about burgers <laughs> than I do. Oh, you honor me. Uh, why, why can't we? I, I want Daniel to answer, but yeah. why can you not answer where to put shit on a cheeseburger? Because I fuck it up every time. So here's my problem. There's only like two places problem. to put it. No, there's, there are a bunch of places. There are a bunch of places to put it. So he's asking where you put the sauce. So you could put the sauce on the bun, you could put the sauce on the burger, or you could put all of the fixins on top of the burger and then put the sauce on top of the fixins. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I fuck this up every time because what happens is the way I do it, I forget. There's also, you could put the sauce on the cheese or under the cheese. Like McDonald's all right, does. All right, all right, all right. Okay, I'm just right, saying. Right, I'm just right. saying. Now I I'm see why. I'm, now You're I asking see why. the wrong person when it comes to I, burgers. I, now I see why I'm glad you didn't answer. Daniel, will you have a okay. nice, beautiful, succinct answer, please? You're very sweet to say so. Uh, I think timing is of the essence when it comes to things like burgers. I think the longer you let anything sit, the soggier things will inevitably get. With all that said, take the top bun, put my ketchup, my mustard, or whatever else you like, two pickles, and slap that on top of my burger. You don't put lettuce okay. and tomatoes and stuff on your burger? Lettuce and tomato come in between. So I would say in that case, the bun with the sauce on it, ketchup, mustard, and then pickles, and then I'll put, you know, the tomato or the tomatoes and lettuce on the actual patty and then But I think it's controversial to put zero sauce on the bottom bun. Mm. I like to give the bottom bun a little love as well. 
Anybody mm. else? I do. I do not. I'm with Dan on this okay. one. This is okay. like you know the the sauce is supposed to be a uh, an accent, and that's too close to my tongue if it's on the bottom. I've, I, I need it. I need you know. I need to protect oh. it a little bit. Okay. Okay. Joel, well, there you go. Wait, Joel. hold up. It's all going in my mouth. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a good T-shirt, Joel. It's all going in my mouth. <laughs> All right, want. Chris. We I think it's safe to say we have successfully fixed your life. Uh, you're welcome, channels. Chris. Chris, you're, you're welcome. You're well. You're welcome. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> uh, I have a recommendation, actually, if that's okay for Donald. Yes, go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. I don't know how much Donald. Do you listen to podcasts at all? Besides, your I don't. Own? I, okay, I, I, I don't know. But if gonna, you have a recommendation, please. I do. Uh, it's it's kind of segue from Shay. Shay does a podcast with Jason Concepcion. I've been all right, uh, the Ringer. And Jason Concepcion does the podcast called um, Binge Mode, Donald, which mm. they do um, arcing huge um, co- pop culture stories like they do Game of Thrones, Harry Potter. But they have a, a Harry Potter, or, excuse me, a Star Wars season that you, I know, would love. They do like deep dives into episodes and okay. interviews and stuff. So that's my recommendation. And I'm sure okay. you know, whenever, Chris, whenever I, Chris, sure. whenever I, uh, Chris, whenever out, I Chris. try and recommend things to Donald, because I know his passions. He he ignores them. And I hope that he will take you up on it. But I'm the guy who's like scrolling through my phone because I'm bored. And I stumble across like a Death Star fire pit. And I'm like, oh my God, Donald needs to get this Death Star fire pit. Doesn't reply. Doesn't buy it. Doesn't even <laughs> say. It's not doesn't pra- even write. There's nothing practical about a Death Star fire pit in my, in my fucking backyard dude my kids could fall into the death star there's so many things that could go wrong with a death star fire pit i'm just saying that i'm I'm sad that you don't try out my recommendations maybe why is it getting so dark where you are bud uh i gotta gotta hit the light switch i gotta hit the light switch um all right chris thank you so much for coming on brother chris you've been a great guest man chris you were a great guest and you make me want to wear i don't really know the music of selena but i feel like i would look cool wearing a selena t-shirt Dodge that heat, yo. If you get the chance, dodge that heat. Do what you can. I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. Yeah, man. (laughs) Take care, Chris. Well, thank thank you you so much. I want to talk about something. Andy and Sean are uh, are in the group of doctors that Cox invites over for drinks and wings and sports on TV. Yes. So for those of you who, I'm about to say for those of you who don't know, you couldn't know. When they cut to Zeltzer, when, when Cox is trying to invite his friends over, and Zeltzer asks if there'll be prostitutes, <laughs> and someone and someone says no, and he goes, "Oh, good." Um, <laughs> the two men who are next to him are our gaffer and our key grip. The gaffer is the, in charge of all the lighting, and the key grip is in charge of everything, all the gear and every and and and, uh, and so many things. So the two sort of very high crew people on on the set uh, were were were, were a side by side Zeltzer. Uh, the people that, that Johnny C was asking to to come over. Also, uh, Johnny Castle's great in this episode. We never really give shout outs to Johnny Castle who plays. I know. Doug I've on had a couple show. fans asking Johnny for to have Johnny Castle on. I, we should do that. He does such a great job on the show. And the crazy thing about the character, the character's so fucking annoying, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. Cox, he annoys the shit out of me. But his arc at the end is so amazing 
and works so well. Like all of these fuck ups and all, like Johnny Castle's gonna start to lose patient after patient after patient. Each one of his patients is gonna die. They move him yeah. to the morgue, but his yeah. arc <laughs> at the end of it all is so worth it. Like I think Johnny like, Castle eventually killed so many people. They were like, why don't you work in the morgue? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But his character arc is so great, and he becomes he becomes so confident at his job uh, when it turns into what mm-hmm. it's going to turn into. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but he becomes so confident that. You know, this annoying, uh, nervous guy that uh, pops up in a few episodes a season. When he gets to shine, he shines. And so I'm really yeah. excited for that. I've, I've, I'm waiting for that. I know it's going to take a couple of seasons, but I'm waiting yeah. for it, and I can't wait. What do you think about Nurse Roberts' whole gossip run montage? That was funny. That shit was hilarious, dude. Her jumping over <laughs> the freaking dude on the... She's OJ all of a sudden. She turns into OJ. <laughs> yeah, o- she's like airport. OJ in a Hertz commercial. Yeah, yeah. Hertz commercial. How did that happen? <laughs> uh, and then uh, what, 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 what surprised me, and I want to ask you guys about this, did it throw you off that JD was still allowed to have fantasies even though he wasn't telling the story? Like, I don't so think he does. He does. He's at dinner with... Turk, they're eating at the restaurant, wherever it right. is. He has a fantasy. I think it's his fantasy of Cox hitting dude over the back with the chair and all of that stuff. At, the, at oh, therapy, just, yeah. Th- that's that's a good question, and, and Shay might know better than we do. But I always assume that when the person took over the voiceover, they took over the fantasies too. But I don't recall. Do you remember that, Shay? If that's true or not? Uh, it's not exclusive to to uh, being the narrator of the show. No. Right, because oh, okay. other people do have fantasies. Yeah, I was exactly. just wondering if it threw anybody off. Because when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I assume so... that... Oh, so you're saying that was JD's fantasy, not Cox's fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. JD's talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I, I will say this. We all have fantasies on the show at some point, you know, and you're doing the monologue still. You're still doing the narration. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I And there's a little funny thing in that fantasy with Johnny C. So... And this is the first episode with Johnny, the tackling Alzheimer's patient, who was our sort of senior uh, stunt coordinator, Ernie. And and Ernie is in the segment where Johnny also, not only does he play the tackling Alzheimer's patient, but he's in the segment where, where Johnny C is hitting people with the chair. He's the next guy over, which made me think there's probably another he probably nailed him too and they cut it out because why would ernie be sitting there i don't know he, you know what i'm talking about he nails the first guy no, yeah no he's, he's sitting ob- right he's next obviously to the- he's obviously <laughs> a stuntman and then he na- and then ernie kind of begins to wince and i'm like they must have cut out him nailing ernie as well here's another thing that i noticed what and i want to give a shout out to all of our extras that were on the show we and call them background right- performers now donald my point is shout out to all of the background performers because not only are some of them doctors in the hospital, but some of them are patrons at restaurants. When you look, when you're watching this episode, I noticed. I noticed that a lot of them are uh, sitting behind us when we're eating dinner. But what? But what's your shout out to them? Like they were able to not only be people at hospitals, you guys. They were able to be people at restaurants. <laughs> no, my shout saying? out, my shout out to them is that we had a bunch of people that really worked hard to be seen on our show uh, yes. and 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 uh, and create characters. And sometimes they were asked to do things 
that didn't fit. You know what I mean? Like continuity when it comes to our background, it gets better as time goes. But in the beginning, everybody was trying to get in where they fit in. And this is one of those episodes where I recognize, oh, wow, what is she doing in the background here when she was just right. in the background at the hospital right. with a lab coat on? The funny thing is, is that our, our go-to regular uh, background performers, I think we're very aware of like where to find the camera because like Snoop Dogg's in the back of like a lot of shots of this episode. I saw Colonel Doctor. I saw Beard Fosse. I think a lot of the greatest hits just <laughs> knew where to go. You know, they were like, right. uh, I, I see where the camera is and my character will be crossing to that whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys ready for Bill's final thoughts? Oh, God. Okay, Bill. All right. Another interrupting Bill segment. No warning whatsoever. Don't know if there's music. I'm okay <laughs> if there is. I told Dan or Joel to uh, interrupt you guys when it becomes clear that Shay Serrano, who is a big Scrubs fan and an amazing writer, knows more about the show than you two. Uh, because I am interested, because so many um, uh, Scrubs viewers uh, actually do rewatches and stuff. And be honest, Shay, whether or not you've actually watched the whole series uh, more than once, I'm betting there's no way you watched it more than two or three times, but. Some people said you might have even watched it. Five, six, seven, eight. No, 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 you know, I was setup. on a call. I was on a call with Bill, and we were talking about something else. And he's like, "It was very sweet." He was like, "I, I, I really got to come up with a new thing for." I know the I know the audience loves five, six, seven, eight, but I I want to shake it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a new bit for season two. <laughs> Cut to <laughs> right. Mm. Okay, so I got a question for you, dude. Do you not know any kung fu moves? I don't know who you are. You talking to I'm me? I'm talking or to Zach. Zach, Zach. Oh, you okay. talking about good, me? Good. Because <laughs> when I go, everybody goes kung fu fighting. Oh, and yeah, you okay, start yeah, humping yeah. the air. <laughs> then you hump the air. <laughs> 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 like you're fucking the air. That's a kung fu move. It's in the well, the Legend yeah, of the Drunken don't... Master. Jackie Chan does <laughs> yeah. it. Like yeah. Jackie, you don't know. So I'm clear. Shay, Jack, wait, hold up. Shay, so I'm clear. Jackie Chan fucks the air when he does. Yeah, you don't know fuck the air. No, I don't know fuck the air. That was a, that was a deleted form. that was a deleted I don't know scene. That, form. that was a deleted scene from Karate Kid. Daniel Sun, fuck the air. Fuck the air. <laughs> <laughs> it was right after paint the fence. That's, no, a, um, that's a um that's a really sweet moment in the in the show when the therapist is telling Dr. Cox like if you have somebody in your life who can get you yeah. to do something that that's a special person and then they cut to we see JD. I really like when when they tee it up like that, when we get to, whenever like somebody is saying a nice thing about somebody else, but they're not hearing them say it. I just, yeah. it's, it's really, really great. Yeah. Well, you they know, cut to Zach and Zach fucks the air and then the janitor <laughs> well, drops in from the ceiling. You don't, um, you don't fuck the air when you dance. No, 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 no. Hold on. You're doing a theme dance. First of all. Right. My character wasn't so focused on Kung Fu as he was about doing his best dance moves. He's alone in an elevator. You know that that expression, dance like no one's watching? He was alone in an elevator, and he knew no one was watching, and it was time to fucking get his groove on. That's his default move. 
Yeah, it's my default. Probably my default mode too. I just do a little little. So like, let me get you know. this straight. Go ahead. When Kung Fu Fighting comes on, yeah, and it gets to the na 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 na. Let me get back to the right key. Na 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 na. I'm supposed yeah. to fuck the air. I would recommend it. Yeah, it feels nice. Okay. <laughs> so then, why all the hand gestures like you were about to do kung fu fighting and then fuck the air? Dude, I'm just being my wacky self. Okay. Someone <laughs> said Zach. Someone, I'm sure Ken Winningham, the director of this episode, said Zach, come up with some funny ass weird dance move. Do you want know a funny story though? Speaking about fucking the air, I remember being a little kid, and um, yeah, what, I didn't what even a pivot. know what a pivot. What a pivot. I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't, this is embarrassing, but this is how much I love you, our listeners, and I'm going to tell you another embarrassing story about me. I didn't even know, um, I was too young to even know about masturbation or really what sex was. I think I just knew that the man and the woman got into bed together and lied on top of each other. And I was already of, a, of, a, of an age where, where that was titillating to me, but I didn't really know much more than that. And I remember building a, a pillow uh, woman in my bed and um, and I was I don't know how I must have been like I don't know how old I'm gonna guess six or seven. Oh my god! And I don't I rem- think my kids have any idea what fucking is right now, dude. No, but I'm saying I didn't know about it. I didn't know about I didn't know about the the, the act. I just knew that I imagined that they lie on top of each other and make out, and the baby gets made. I'm, I'm saying it was that innocent. But I remember coming into my I, and I I literally laid out the pillows like like it was a woman in bed, and then I came into my room and yawned like. Oh, hard day at work, honey. And I <laughs> and I took off my clothes and I got into bed and I laid on top of the pillow woman. And did she nine months later did she have a baby? Yes. A pillow baby. That's how I had a pillow baby. <laughs> but it's funny, I'm 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 just thinking that um there was some I, I think I had a pillow girlfriend named Katya in this show. I, I yeah. there was some joke. There was some joke like as I lay on top of my pillow girlfriend, Katya. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, when you when you walked in the room and you were like spending time with your pillow wife, did you say we need some romantic music right now? And then kung fu fighting is what you I just remember that in my in my however year old brain, I thought the first step to making love to your wife is to yawn and say, "I've had such a hard day." <laughs> that never works. That never works. Probably. Oh, you've tried it? You've tried it? Everybody tries that shit. Oh, baby, you wouldn't be... Oh, I had such a hard day today. I have so much stress. The ideal thing to happen is, you know, for things to happen after that. Usually you right. say that shit and they're like, oh, you know, uh, so did I. Yeah. Fucking kids were a pain in the ass today. Anyway. Um, um, let's talk about the ending, though, because I thought the yeah. ending definitely gave me goosebumps and I thought it was very romantic and sweet that... That uh, that you you run to the park. You're still doing your weird run that nobody runs like that. But okay, mm-hmm. I'll accept it. You're a hater and, of all haters. Listen, no, why every does action run st- like a cartoon character? Every action star has a specific run. That's you true. See it, thank you, Shay. You want to see crazy runs? Look at how Harrison Ford runs. Look at how The Rock runs. Look at Tom Cruise. All of Tom Cruise runs. Every action star has a run. Me, if I were to run like everybody else, you know what? It would be not considered unique. Just like every fucking leading man has a fucking walk. Okay, it's what so is this a is part... your signature walk. Run. No, this is my my signature run. 
and I'll beat your ass in a race any day, <laughs> motherfucker. With that, there it is. Currently, so we I can think go. currently I, I might be able to beat you in a race. Currently, we could go whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, I thought it was very sweet. The song is beautiful, and then they reveal JD running around with the sparklers, and I just thought it was really it was romantic. And lovely. it was very romantic. I love the song. Can I ask two questions? Yeah. One of which is want. directly related to the episode, but one of them is is tangentially related. When Turk is at the bus stop eating the chili dog, he wasn't expecting for that waitress to show up, right? Because she shows up and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? Good to meet yeah. you. Is, he just hangs out at a bus stop eating chili yeah, why dogs. Why is like, Turk at a bus stop <laughs> eating a chili dog? I don't know. I, well, he doesn't have your... Well, you have Malik, obviously. I've obviously have Malik, but why we never have established in the history of Scrubs or again that Turk rides the bus. No. Okay. I don't okay. I I that that's 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 a, that's one of those things that's just convenient to make it so and you know I guess he I needs guess to run writer, into I her just, somewhere. I can, I can just yeah. picture the writer's room like where is Turk going to run into the diner waitress? Okay. Yeah, At yeah. the bus stop. Okay. This, and why the, does he have a chili? Why does he have a chili dog? Also, where's the chili dog from? I have no idea. Right. Yeah. Um. J- there's a James a Coney Island somewhere nearby. Yeah. Yeah. The the other question that I have is you you mentioned the running. Turk is running through the park to get to Carla, and I I wondered um, on this most recent we watched like that happens, and then there's an episode later on that you guys will eventually get to where Turk. Uh, he's like having not a, not a crisis of faith, but there's very it's like a religious episode, and he ends up running through the park to get to a person who needs help, and he feels like it was intervening. Oh, we by did God. that episode already. We happened already. That was season oh, yeah, yeah. one. Is Jay, this like you of all people should is know? It, yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> <laughs> is this is uh, like a is this a, a a metaphor for a thing, or is this just or is this just a coincidence that this happened? Like he's oh, I don't know. Running. Donald's run is so weird that everyone was like, "Let's see him run." <laughs> Let's keep setting I it up. I don't know. That's a that's a that's a really good question. Like, what is Turk's? What is? Why is Turk always running someplace? Well, to... no, I think it's not that deep. I think it's it's dramatic at the end of a show to see someone. I mean, how many fucking romantic comedies end with someone running to get to the person? I mean, it's dramatic. Well, yeah, when some... Harry Met Sally has a has a great one where it's New Year's Eve and he runs up to her to tell her that he's, I you know I. I imagine that's where they're trying to take it, where they're trying to get it from. There's so many movies where at the end of the movie, when the guy realizes uh, that he needs to, or the the woman realizes that they need to be together, somebody has to run to the other one's arms. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's Maybe. all. I was curious about that. I wondered that too. Hey, well, so we did good- it, guys. Yeah. We did What's... it. We did it. We did it. Um, Shay, remind everybody, for those of you who missed the uh, previous episode with Shay, shame on you. He uh, he self-published an amazing um, book of essays on Scrubs. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only is he an incredible writer, but he's very uh, knowledgeable about Scrubs. And they're beautifully illustrated. And uh, we really highly recommend you get them. Because uh, if you're a Scrubs fan, and I imagine you are if you're listening to this, you're really going to love this. Shay, um, remind everyone uh, where to get it. You can get it out of website, sacredheartgang.com. And it'll take you right to it. Sacredheartgang.com. He's also written uh, lots of other books. And uh, he's a really cool guy. Um, Tell everyone how to follow you on Twitter. Is it at Shay Serrano? There it is. Boom. Uh, Just... Just spell it for people that can't spell. S-H-E-A-S-E-R-R-A-N-O. 
Follow Shay. He's a great. If you're into Twitter, which is the hellscape of of, of <laughs> the entire Earth, uh, but if you're into it and addicted to it, uh, Shay is uh, is a great follow. And um and and thank you guys. This was this was a really good show, and uh, I I miss you. I miss you all. I miss you too, man. You know, I thought that we could end today's show with uh, my brother Olamide. Yeah, music. let's do uh, it. Let's do it. Talk, tell us about Olamide, Donald. So Olamide was in a band back in the day called Imagine, and they had a couple of hits on the radio, and they did well, and they broke up at a really uh a really young age, and now he's making his own music, and. You know, you can find him on Spotify. You can find him on iTunes, wherever you can Tell find everyone music. how to spell his name because it's a little tricky. O-L-I. It is a little tricky, actually. It's O-L-A-M-I-D-E, Olamide, Faison, my last name. And uh, we're going to start, we're going we're gonna to end the show with uh, one of his songs. Uh, it's called Hey There, Love. And I want to thank uh, Joel. I want to thank Shay for being on the show today. I want to thank Daniel for being the awesome dude that he is. For all of those guys, Zach Braff and myself, this is Olami Day with Hey There Love. Look back where it began. Who thought we'd end up here? A so-called one-night stand. Well, think again, baby, think again. Thought I wasn't quite your time And wouldn't last beyond that night Well I guess love had a different plan Cause here we are, look at where we stand Hey there love, how did we end up At the altar after all the things that we've been through Hey there love we turned out Who said happily ever after Would never be found Hey there love Hey there love Mistakes are made in life But somehow things turn out fine to think we had our doubts only to find we can live without each other love has special ways to shine its light through darkened skies when it's real everything just feels right look at you and I we gave us a try 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 Hey there love, how did we end up at the altar after all the things that we've been through? Hey there love, look how we turned out, who said happily ever after would never be found? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, 
mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 